As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by Skillshare. The first thousand people to visit Skillshare.com slash SOL will get a free trial membership. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of online classes available for you to watch anytime. Whether you want to explore your love of plants or learn how to design your own fabric, Skillshare has a class for you. Be one of the first thousand people to visit Skillshare.com slash SOL and you'll get a free trial membership. It's the perfect way to relax and explore your creativity. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm Zidi Donahue. And today we're doing a little Q&A discussion episode uh, from a couple of topics that got brought up in the Self-Sewn Wardrobe group. And so the first topic we're talking about, um, Catherine made a post in the group. And she said, I sewed this winter maxi dress two years ago, but don't wear it often because I don't like gray. What are my color options if I want to dye it, apart from black, which isn't my favorite either? And so Catherine posted a picture. It's like when she says winter maxi dress, it's long sleeved, mm-hmm. like kind of a long sleeve. Actually, it looks really cute. I'm like, I want to. Yeah, I know. I, I used too. to have a sweater dress that was like so cute. And I don't know why I got rid of it. And I really wish I hadn't. It was like it had a big skirt, like a gourd skirt. It's like knitted three dimensionally. It was so beautiful. And this dress has like slightly gradient stripes. Like, yeah, you know, I think like, there's a. Di- I, I, like a little stripe. I don't to it. think that's a photographic no. issue. It looks like it may have like, yes, alternating stripes. Yes. And one's a little bit Gradient is not the right it's word. It's not gradient because they're every other, yeah. every other. There's slightly other. different values. Right. right. And so, like, they're, you know, here's the short answer to this question. You just don't know. <laughs> I was going to say you could read my answer. CD says, over-dying. Wait, pause. What's over-dying? Something's already been dyed, and you die over it. There you go. So okay. it's not, you know, a bleached fabric or a natural like state fabric. Okay, right. there you go. Yeah, great, great um, 
Great thing to bring up there. So over-dying is a crapshoot, says Z.D. Donahue. <laughs> All the variables mentioned here will play a part in your final product. Your thread will probably not be an exact match to your garment fabric. Attempting a lighter color may give you a very may give you very little or no visible result. If you are not wearing the garment, then you may appreciate whatever result you get. I love I liked the uh like your your fair and balanced approach there, you know, like Well <laughs> and and dying is Always a crapshoot. Okay. Yes. So, like when you would order maybe dresses that you need to match, like costumes you need to match, or yarn, bri- bride, yarn. yarn, or bridesmaids' dresses, that's a big thing. They yeah. say you want to order from the same lot. Mm-hmm. And the reason <clears throat> they say that is it was in that specific lot that all that fabric got dyed together. And then they ran out of that fabric, and they dyed some more fabric. They, and they had to mix up the dye And they again. believed that they used the exact <laughs> same formula, okay? They really believed they did, and they probably did. But error happens, whether it was temperature, whether there was something on you know, you know, the I don't even fabric know if, content, I don't whatever. know if error is even the right word. Well, no. You know, well, it's just variation. It's percentage of variation, I guess, right. Because... I, yeah. It's just going to happen. No, that, yeah. It's a crapshoot. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was raining that day and it was too moisture in the air mm-hmm. or something. I, you know, so that's why, that's why you are told by even ready to wear, yes. right? Or people who die for a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, die for die a living. For, oh, I like that. Uh, it sounds like I a die for book, a living. A movie or book title. No, it sounds like a podcast for people who die, like hand die for yarn. Yes. You know, hand-dyed yarn is like a big deal. And big Sam deal. is editing this podcast. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. And, Sam, and Sam used hand to, dyes. Yeah, she used to hand-dye a lot of yarn. I just made socks from uh, Sam's hand-dyed yarn. And, yeah, so, like, if you're going to – yarn yarn dyers, little ones, big ones, whatever, they'll have sometimes the lot. It's like lot 210. And then right. when you're going to buy more yarn for, like, you didn't buy enough for the sweater, you'd be like, do you have – Lorna's laces and pretty chartreuse lot number nine two five zero. You know, people will people will like look for that because they really, especially right. when you're doing a whole sweater, right? Because you, know? <laughs> you don't want all of a sudden there's a line somewhere on but, your sweater that changes color. That but you if didn't you plan. are doing that, here's what they recommend. So if you've gotten yarn from do- two different dye lots, you alternate each row. Yes. With a different one. And so it, it probably won't look like that different so when you do that. So if you're laying a hardwood floor uh-huh. or you're laying a tile floor that has been glazed or mm-hmm. anything like that, they tell you to mix your packages. Ah. Okay? Because if you lay all of one box of tile there and then the next, you may wind up with a big stripe. Oh, my gosh. Floor. I love that. So they tell you to, you know... Mix them together. Okay. When I say I love that, I don't love that they tell you to mix the packages. I love that ZD could bring that up. Isn't uh, my mom so cool? Like she just knows about I know so everything. Much. Um, you know, yes. <laughs> so, so mixing that. Okay, so this dress is gray, so it's not like she's got like a white dress, you know, or something like that. Where you well, could, and you know, the over dye. Yeah, talk okay. about that. So this has been dyed. Mm-hmm. It has already been dyed. She didn't dye it. 
But somewhere along the line, Mm -hmm. you know, someone dyed this fabric Mm -hmm. in the manufacturing process. So these are not virgin threads. These are not virgin fibers. Right. They have been dyed. So what does that mean for us? Well, it means a couple of things. One thing is, are those fibers capable of even taking on any more dye? I don't think that's maybe not. A lot of people, you know, think about right is. that that's a possibility. And sometimes with na- natural fibers, you know, they really won't. Yeah, they'll. You know, they've taken it on and there it is. Yeah. Um, so generally you cannot dye lighter. Right. I Generally, hell, I've never known a time you could dye lighter. I well, mean, that's called bleaching. bleaching. <laughs> you know what? You, somebody posted. You can do like dye removal. Yeah, somebody posted a cute little tutorial of like bleach you know you can do like surface design right 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 right. absolutely you can do shibori dyeing Mm -hmm. with bleach you know Mm -hmm. things like that tie dyeing with bleach um you can draw with a bleach pen you know they have you dipping a cup into bleach and and making circles yeah and again it's a crapshoot yeah Okay, it's how long you leave it on, you know, how you put it on, how much went on, how you how you rinse it off. Okay, so um, what I'm saying is, generally, you will have to go darker. Yes. You can't even go across on the hue, right? You have to go darker if you're trying to impart another color. Yeah, you mean the value. A value, value. excuse me, yes. So, so, yeah, if she wanted to try to get a purple or a blue. Well, and know. so say someone says, well, dry it yellow. Uh-huh. Well, how much of that yarn? Okay, what colors are in gray? Well, okay, this is something I wanted to bring up. Cause right. Because I've had, I've, um... I've taken a lot of painting classes, and making up your own gray is often like an exercise that you have to do, and it's not just white and black. You know, it can be lots of different colors depending on the type of gray you want. Well, will they let you use white and black? Do they tell you you can't? Well, it just depends. I don't know. I mean, I'm just... Right. And I'm just remembering this one time I was sitting there with Frank and he's just lecturing me about gray. And what was funny is that the color yellow came up and he said, it's so hard to try and get a really warm gray. You know, you end up getting a green, you know, or you right. end up getting something else. And I wanted to, what we were talking about in preparation for this podcast is colors in different context in different mediums in different media yeah they so paint and dye stop i want to okay i want to jeez i'm trying to say it so colors in different media don't always follow the same rules like when i was in college i remember having this discussion with a theater tech person who was putting gels over lights and they were talking about how they would get certain colors we you know with like this or that gel and i'm like oh i you know i ended up mixing these two pigments together the other day and they made a purple and i did not expect it to be a purple you know and they were like oh yeah that wouldn't work with my you know celluloid you know gels so you've got paint you have light going through you know plastic you've got dyes and so it doesn't always follow the same rules there's also I meant to tell you about this before the podcast but there was a Sherwin-Williams employee okay who got in trouble okay he started doing TikToks of mixing the paint 
First of all, they went viral and Sherwin-Williams is stupid for firing him because he had all these people interested in paint mixing. So they fired him, you know. Uh, But he shows you, you know, I'm going to mix these, you know, two things together to get like rose gold. And it's not always what one might expect, which I think is really cool. But yeah, they fired him and he was getting like millions of views yeah. On these TikToks, right. so so what? So what, what we're I'm trying saying, to say, what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. I believe if she would have dyed this yellow, mm-hmm. she would have had no change at all. Uh-huh. No, let's put it this way: no visible change. Right. That she would notice, or she might get like a green hue. Well, to it. Okay, or I have some, a you know maybe a green hue. I I can't think of what other color she would. I get have out another of it. explanation. Okay, so let's talk about the dyeing process because okay. you can have garments that are like dyed at, uh, they're they're made of fabric that was dyed after it was woven or you can have fabrics where the yarn is dyed right. and then they're knitted or woven together yes. and then they're made into garments. Yes. So, is it possible that her gray knit dress has white yarns in it? It is possible because we can't tell. Yeah, so I'm just saying right. I, I wanted to bring that up. So no, no, and that's we, – we, you and I mm-hmm. had that discussion. I All we see is a gray and a lighter gray. Mm-hmm. So maybe that lighter gray actually has some white fibers in it. So, so is she going to wind up with a gray dress with, with like a hint heather. of a yellow stripe through it? That could be Maybe. Cool. Who knows? Right, <laughs> right, maybe. Um, and how well is that fiber going to take that uh-huh. dye on? Uh-huh. So – and it has to do with concentration, how long she leaves it in there, and how well it's going to take it on. So when you approach a project like this, and we say it's a crapshoot, I don't want somebody to think it's like, oh, it's a crapshoot, don't do it. Right. You just have to approach it like a fun experiment. Right, right. And she even, you know, you said if you're not wearing it, maybe you won't care. Right. You know? And that's... um. That's very valid. Now, if she did have a little, maybe she had scraps of the fabric. Exactly. She, she could, could do get a rough idea. Mm-hmm. Now, right. when we say rough idea, we mean rough idea. And I don't know if I've brought up this story before. Um, it happened a long time ago, and ZD and I were like, I don't even know if we remember like the same things about it. But I started off school as a dance major, and the ballet teacher was a seamstress. She made tutus for, what is it? like Tutus USA or something. It's a pretty well-known company. And they they did. They just tr- – they would contract out all this work. Right. And it ended up being dance teachers, like, <laughs> like people who were ballerina. And making a tutu is like a highly – you know, these costumes, like highly specialized, you know, process. And so anyway, this is like something she kind of did on the side from teaching, you know, dance at this college. And she needed – these lace pieces, like, and these appliques, they were going to be, like, you know, some of them were sort of three-dimensionally things, uh, dyed purple. And she was like, can you, can you or your mom do this? That's not how she asked it. She, can you, can you or your mother uh, dye these for me? Like, she, she was really quite the classic ballet teacher. Um, and so, anyway, she sent me home with some lace. And I told her, I was like, we can dye this for you, but then when we dye more for you, it may not be the same color. And, of course, she was like, I didn't want it quite purple. I want it sort of mulberry or whatever. I don't know what she said. But anyway, 
we dyed some, and then I brought it to her, and she's like, yeah, I like this, you know, and then we dyed some more, and it did turn out a little bit differently, and I told her it would, and she was like, well, I think maybe it could have, maybe, maybe we could have made it a little bit more similar, and especially when you're dyeing, like, little stuff like that, and you put it in a vat, you know, you try to make the same concentration of dye, but then if you're putting in a different amount of things. It's just, yeah. You know, and, and especially with, like, lace. You right, know, right. Like all sorts of weirdness right. can be happening there. Now, we did start off with, like, white lace. But I – so, crapshoot-wise, if I was trying to make a costume with just, like, a bunch of lace appliques on it, I would cut my losses. And I think you – and I would do this because of what you taught me. And I would just dye all that stuff purple right Absolutely. away. Absolutely. Go with the purple. Absolutely. Incorporate – if I needed some more right. mulberry or whatever, I would incorporate some other kind of design elements right. to, you know, get that in there. So, anyway, I – um. I would love a simple gray maxi dress like that. So I just want to take it. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, if she really wants a different color, Mm -hmm. if she really does wants to get rid of the gray and she doesn't want like a yellow stripe, I would say she has to go to something in a darker value. And so a deep blue, deep purple, uh, a deep purple. Um, maybe she could get a deep turquoise in there, like a real deep teal of something. I mean, you could try you like know. a dark red. Maybe. Yeah, it, but it's going to have to be a. It has to be something darker. We're also putting to her on the cooler in. side, you know. And she wants warm. Yeah. So I guess she can try an orange. Here's the other thing: orange is red, and red is can be unstable and hard to deal. Well, with. orange is red and yellow, right. and those are the and colors. It's hard to get a dark yellow, two, right? Those are two, right, right. So, um, you know, now she could throw a bunch of stuff together and come up with a brown and see what happened. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, no, a brown. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. could just take some dyes, mix them up together mm-hmm. and go, oh, I think that's brown and see what happens. But I, I think that... But um, I don't know if she likes brown, uh, you yeah. know. I do like the... Um, I like the point I brought up. I really do about whether or not some of the yarns are dyed or not. Right, and that is something that would be right. At so least- if she has fabric scraps. Yeah, you know, that that's probably you know just get some, just get some solo cups, put some little samples of dye in them, and, and you know, and play dye pong. And, and, no. Right, right. <laughs> dye till your heart's content and see what happens. Okay. Uh, um, but I someone made a reference to. To us in a podcast about yeah. some dyeing, I guess that I mentioned in costuming. And what I used to do, if I was looking for a color scheme, maybe was go buy a bunch of like white blouses, say. Right. Okay. So say I wanted like yellow and pink and blue blouses, you know, in this group scene or whatever, right. or whatever group number. I would get white blouses and I would, you know, make a a vat of pink and a vat of blue and a vat of yellow. Right. And they would come out. And not all of the yellow blouses would be the same value. Right. Okay. They would dye differently. And yes, I would use writ dye. And the reason I would use writ dye is writ dye is a mixture of dyes. It will dye from organic, so natural fibers, mm-hmm. to polyester fibers. Right. Okay. Right. And, um, that's another thing. Polyester fibers are, are plastic-type fibers, right? Yeah. Man-made fibers are sometimes harder to dye because they're not porous. 
Yeah, some people okay. say uh, you can't dye polyester. Well, that's not true. That's not true. Okay, so I've, it's not I've true. I've dyed entire wedding dresses. Yeah. And that, that, that was another trick to buy old wedding dresses mm-hmm. from the um, thrift stores or whatever. People would donate wedding dresses all the time. And we have a wedding dress that needs to get donated. We have donated, a <laughs> yeah. But they were, you know, you needed a big ball gown. Yeah, you took right. this dress, you know, and went, oh, okay. And Boom, you, purple. And yes, you can put a wedding dress in a washing machine. <laughs> I've done it many times. You know what? We should just dye that wedding dress. <laughs> Just or for what? just film it. We don't know. We what run color a we sewing blog. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, we do. Can you die? Yeah. Look, get, but you know, if you could get like, huh, hold on, can is is would it be profitable? <laughs> Are people searching on Google? Can you to die away? Die uh Oh, it's the third. Okay. It's, yes, it's, you can. Can die. you die a synthetic? Oh, it's the second. Can you die a synthetic wig? Can you dye a wedding dress? Can you dye a couch? Yes. Can you dye a rug? <laughs> Actually, a synthetic wig will hold dye better than your hair will hold dye when uh, it comes to like writ dye. Mm, mm. Yeah. Well, I'm just better. saying that we've got SEO gold okay, mines. So maybe we're gonna do this. <laughs> so it was a, it was a, you know it was a great thing that maybe you could get like you got these wedding dresses donated or you went to the thrift store and they had a whole wedding dress for $15 or $35. Well, you can't make a ball gown for $35. No. Um, but you could throw it in your washing machine with a couple of, yeah, you know, a couple of bottles of Rit Dye or packs of Rit Dye, however you were going to do it. Squirt. And it would come out and it would be gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It would be just gorgeous. Okay. So we'll obviously have to do that. Uh, let's take a break and come back and answer another question. This should have just been a whole podcast, I guess. Um, we'll come back and answer another question from the group. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by Skillshare. The first thousand listeners who sign up at Skillshare.com slash SOL will get a free trial membership for a limited time. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, I've been watching Skillshare classes this week, and I love that they're broken up into easy-to-watch short videos so I can start and stop a class as my schedule allowed. Schedule means children. (laughs) There are so many classes, it was hard for me to pick a favorite. Well, I was excited to learn about Bonnie Christine's class, Intro to Surface Pattern Design. She explains her own journey to becoming a surface pattern designer, and I think it will help us as we dive into designing our own signature fabrics. Yes, she covers concepts like working from a sketch and creating repeats. So when we design your paddleboard fabric, I can work from your sketch, right? I see. Yes. So if you want to print your own custom fabric, this is the class to start with. You can also share your projects with the Skillshare community and gain valuable feedback. You know, we have a lot of listeners with an online presence. Is there any class that you think that would be useful to them? Yes. If you want to start a blog, a podcast, or a YouTube channel, whether it's about sewing or not, I found this really cool class. It's called Creativity Unleashed. Discover, hone, and share your voice online. You have something important to say, and instructor Nathaniel Drew walks you through how to provide value and engage your audience along with tips and tricks to get over your insecurities. So, be one of the first thousand people to sign up at Skillshare.com slash SOL, and you'll get a free trial membership with access to thousands of classes for a limited time. Thanks, Skillshare! Sewing out loud. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. Okay. So I I was having trouble finding this post again. So I may just... Okay, I just want to preface this by sewing is always a crapshoot. <laughs> There we go. There we go. So not only is dying a crapshoot, I love it. I love it. Well, Alterations are a crapshoot. What did somebody... Whatever, everything's a crapshoot. Somebody posted... Life is a crapshoot. Um, here, uh, somebody posted, I am not a goal oriented sewer. And I was like, that's nice. Like, I was like, that's, how does that work? I mean, they were just like in it for the process. Like, I'm going to try this and see how it works. And, and I was like, well, couldn't we all do with a little bit more appreciation of the journey in our lives, you know? Okay. So, um, Rachel asked, my friend wants me to take in the legs on these jeans. The waist and crotch fit fine. Would you take it in from the inseam or the outseam or a little of both? And so, like, just a little. Can I get my favorite answer? Sure. Depends. Depends. Yeah, right. I know. Not that she should wear depends. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> it depends. Listen, this will fix your whole fit yeah. issue. Just wear yeah, depends. Just wear it depends. fills the pants no. out. No. Yeah, no, I sometimes when I'm tired and I look at the group, I'm like, well, it just depends. And I was like, that is the least helpful comment that anyone could have. But, you it, know. but it, honestly, there's You're, very seldom an exact formula for these things. Yes. And so I what the very helpful answer that I gave, of course, I think my answer is the best, um, is that, okay, so it will depend. All right. And we're going to tell this person to pin it also depends on what shape she wants right she, she has what shape that leg is to the shape she wants that leg yes. to go to so first of all yeah you make it so that it makes the wearer happy exactly and that they can get the pants on and off because i have and that they can sit down and stand up there in them. we go yeah if they want to sit down and stand up well and that's or up that they them. can bend their leg and they're <laughs> able to tie their shoe i mean yes. i have seen people had things altered where they could not bend mm. their legs no you're you're i've seen and we would see overfitting you know in the shop and in the group so yeah you don't want to make it so that the person's uncomfortable or whatever but and you also want to say to them if i absolutely ruin these pants what would that mean to you <laughs> there you go there you go so there are a few things to keep in mind here though that and i have seen this and i i just think that sometimes i think i've got a point that i that i want to make about pants okay and pant legs uh trouser legs okay if you have had the pleasure of buying a multi-size trouser pattern okay you will 
see that the pattern is nested, okay? And different pattern companies nest patterns in different ways, okay? But even if it's nested so that all of the inseams are together or that they're slightly staggered or something, you're going to see that the inseam on a pair of trousers is very much a similar curve among sizes, okay? Right. Because what you're fitting there is you're going from somebody's crotch to the floor. So you need to think about that the inseam is part of the crotch. Yes. You need to think about that the inseam is part of the crotch and that there's not a whole lot of variation in humans between, like, your crotch and the floor. It's, I mean, it's, it's almost, you know, a straight-ish line. So, but when you... Once you get the crotch curve down. Yeah, yeah. But when you look at a human, you know, and you look at their side, like, if you were to, you know, run a finger down their side, okay, now we see we've got somebody with, like, real straight hips. We have somebody with really curvy hips. We have somebody, you know, who has, like, no butt, somebody with, you know, um, you know a large full bottom or something like that. So... I wanted to make sure that they weren't trying to take, like, let's just pretend, an inch out of the inseam and an inch out of the outseam. All the way up. Right. Yes. So, and, and that's, so what you're taking out of that leg might not be the same mm-hmm. on the inseam and on the outseam or continuously down. So, it would be helpful to take the pants off the wearer. And mark the grain line, first of all, um, would be good. And then put them back on the way. And mark that. Mark it with, you know, safety pins. Or tape. Or tape. Or or something that's, like, you know, easily going to stay on there. Um, And then you can do, you know, with safety pins. Um, But the other thing about looking at a trouser leg pattern is it can give you a little bit of an idea of the curve of a trouser leg, too. You know, and... You probably don't want something that looks like like a violin, you know, like th- right. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, oh wow, you know, yeah. you know what I mean. I've seen people, and I'm not saying that about this uh, post in particular, but I've seen that happen. And a lot of times, when you're altering on a on a trouser, though, I would a lot of times you're really altering on the outseam, you yes. know, because now I brought I posted a picture of the closet. Core, it says closet case on it because that was back in the day when that was their name. The closet core Jenny trousers. And actually, it kind of at first I thought, oh, I'll post a picture of these because I think it's nested so that every size inseam is on top of one another. And I thought that would really prove my point very well that it's all the same curve. However, that's not how it's nested. But I think it actually proved my point a little better. The way it's nested, you can see that there is like a sixteenth of an inch. Between right. each inseam. So I'm talking about from size, I think it's like 24 to like size right. 6 or something. There is only an eighth of an inch bumped between there. And then when you go to the outseam, you see that from a certain point, I'm making these numbers up, okay, from like 4 to 10, there's like a quarter inch. And then from like 10 to 20, there's like a half inch. Right. Okay. So you can see, though, that is a much more than that eighth of an inch. So if I were to go down, you know, if I were to grade sizes, blend sizes, I would not be taking equal amounts right. is what I'm saying right. here. Well, you know? and then 
when you're just addressing the leg or the shape of the leg, mm-hmm. okay, um, because I think I don't I can't remember exactly how she stated it. If she thought the leg didn't fit, the leg was just loose. I'm not sure it didn't fit. Well, I mean, maybe it was supposed to be. Or it was intended to be by the designer, sort of a loose. Leg, well, and who you knows? Know? You know, that's all right. like. So we're talking like, then when you get to the the leg has a shape that is a style. Right. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not the size. So you know, if you're taking bell bottom trousers sure. and turning them into a straight leg. Obviously, there's a point somewhere below the knee where you have to come up with a new line You're altogether. Right. Yes. Or if it's a peg leg, it actually gets smaller and it's not straight. So there's, you know, like a stovepipe or a straight leg. Or a, a yeah, wide leg. Or, a yeah, wide leg. leg. I, mean, I mean, so there is a style that I assume this person was going for also. Right. So that, is, no, that's a, that's a really good point. These seem to be like, I hate to use this word, just like. Kind of generic jeans. It's not yeah, like a like, yeah, statement. No, leg I thought or, they were know. pretty much a straight right leg. And they, you know, I also, I should look at that picture again. I was wondering if it was like baggy or were they too, did she have the hem rolled up? That was the other thing I was uh, wondering about. The hem goes just right to the top of this person's seat. Okay, because that's another issue when you're doing something like this. That the pant truly hangs and mm-hmm. is not hung up someplace, you know, like bagged up at the bottom on the top of the foot and so you're not getting a good fall no i um we've fixed a lot of jeans that way and i don't want to say that's all the time like yeah (laughs) i was actually thinking this i know we've been like stop before you fba some people need fbas some people need legs some people need these things you know uh but yeah we have We've fixed a few issues before by saying, hey, you've got an extra four inches down right. there. Let's fold it up. Right. Let's, let's let it hang. Let's cut off two and fold up two yeah. and see what that looks like because that's going to be more Now, and why do we know hang. that that changes the fit of a pair of pants? Because why we're do, short. Yeah, because we're always <laughs> – I, I think I fold up like six inches on I'm my in ginger the, you jeans. You know, whenever I – if I like try on ready-made clothes and I'll see – yeah. I go, oh, that person was like me because sometimes they're left oh, they're folded, like folded up. up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I can't remember what closet core is drafted for, but they, if they are drafted for a five ten, I'm five four, and my legs are short, so maybe I do cut off like five or six inches. I can, <laughs> I can almost routinely know that on a ready-made pair of pants, I can cut off four inches. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to – I have a pair so, uh, ready to be I mean, up. I have tried on pants <laughs> where the salesperson looks at me and goes, oh, they're too long. And I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. Like, they're all going to be I've too long. I've never tried on – I can <laughs> buy a pair of cropped pants, though, and wear them as a regular long well, pants. Well, you know, that's the, <laughs> that's the thing, too, is I don't shorten my ginger jeans with the length and shorten line. Right. And, you know, I don't know if I should – it's been it's been fine for me. Um, I've just made them put them on, right. cut them off. You know, it's not like it's a sleeve that has a cuff because there there is that one um, shirt dress pattern that I've made mm-hmm. where I would like to shorten the sleeve, and right. I would do that at the length and shorten line. You know, because it's got a cuff and it's important and stuff like that. Um, but with those jeans, it's it's not as big of a deal, and they're not a bell bottom, right? Like they're not a. It's not like I'm cutting right, off the, the bell. Like Jean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, um, that is, I guess I take a little bit of a shortcut there because I'm just like, I'll just hack so it off. So if you get a hold of Mallory and I late at night with an issue, 
And we go, depends. It just depends. It's not a smart-ass answer. It's honestly it's the true. truth. It's, it's the just, truest it's answer. It's just the short answer, and it's not a very um, satisfying one that's, for the person who's asking that's it. That's right. That's right. It's, it's a, so there is another thing that Mallory and I wanted to tell you in this podcast, and that was- What is that? Dying- is two different words, right? Yeah, I, I can think dye I've done it my wrong. clothes. Uh huh. Or actually, we're all dying. We're all dying. Yeah. Just ask my kids. Yeah. They oh really boy. know. We've had we've, we've had, had two dogs die maybe in this, two months. Maybe this is the time to announce. Yes. Especially because we're podcasting, and we have recently talked about how Jasmine, like, mm. oh, this crazy dog, you know. Yeah. And, fingernail or toenail clicking right. and stuff but jazz had to had to cross the rainbow bridge too yes so we basically had two dogs go across the bridge exactly eight weeks apart okay so the moral of this story is not to adopt like several large dogs at the same time. Well, that they're the same age. <laughs> that's it's all what I about mean. <laughs> it's not the time, it's the age. I guess that's what I mean. Yeah, so, they were all very close in age. Um and, and they're big. But but you know, those dogs found us too and we didn't find all of them. Like Jasmine Well true. Right. Yes. So very you know true. that happens. Don't yeah. turn a dog down just because it's the wrong well, age. Well I'm just I'm just right. saying I'm just but saying that we I had Three dogs that were all very close in age, and they were all large dogs right. that don't live very long. And uh, but um, they, you know, they really. How long is a dog supposed to live? I mean, that was like they were like they're 11, only supposed 12. to live seven or eight years. Yeah, yeah they, they, were, they going were... getting into the double digits is is an accomplishment for those. Obviously, they were very happy. With yeah, me. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, exactly. So anyway, don't but. If we wanted to dye a coat for Jasmine. <laughs> And we said we were dyeing a coat for Jasmine. We would have spelled it D-Y-E-I-N-G. Yeah, so when you do the present participle yes. of dye, it is D-Y-E-I-N-G. Right. And I think I I should look through. I'm not going to look what through the website and see what it's not going to happen. But, but the fact um, that Jasmine <laughs> was dying would have been spelled D-Y-I-N-G. No. Now, like, you know, in tribute to Jasmine. Yes. I don't know why we did this, but my hu- well, we got Derek out of the camper because he was isolating in it. My husband <laughs> said, I just want to go for one more trip. And I was like, okay. And we took Jasmine with us. And Jasmine went on a 28-minute trail run with my husband. And she was running, and she was very happy. And she got to be the only dog that weekend that was on the camping trip. So she did go out in a blaze of glory and... Um, she came back home and did she she was actually ill and she sort of expired right um following that trip she and it was not from the trip <laughs> so um some for some reason we innately knew to take her for her last hurrah so to speak so you won't be hearing her little toe click no um but i did let fancy come up here a couple times oh she does click 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 too yeah she um she can barely get up the stairs. So we got fan- Fancy. But now she's old, too. Yeah, Fancy's around the but same age. But she's smaller. But she's a smaller dog. So she's, I mean, she's getting up there. But I think she's still got a got a few years left in her. She's not, like, Great Dane, you know, right. sized or anything. Um, so The bigger the dog, the shorter the life. Right. Expectancy. Yes. 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 Um, and my, but my kids, they just, 
they just talk about death all the time now. So, well, know. I had to <laughs> say, Mallory explained euthanasia to Zelda, and this was when we the first dog. We Zelda had, and Jerome. I right. To both of them. But we, so we <laughs> were going to take the dog later that evening, or later that day, I guess, um, and actually have her euthanized. And Zelda comes up to me and she says, okay, so they call me Sugar, right? She says, Sugar, do you know there's a shot you can give a dog that makes it die? <laughs> and I said, yes, I do. <laughs> I was so. trying to just be as truthful as possible. <laughs> I explained that euthanasia means kind death. That's right. Okay. You know, and that we have to take care of our animals. And if they are, you know, very sick and uncomfortable, you know, this is what we need to do. And they're like, okay. And, but it has spawned some kind of funny conversations as well. So, so where else can you listen to a podcast where else? and learn about all kinds of dying? All kinds of dying. Reshaping a pant leg. Reshaping a pant leg. Dog life expectancy. That's right. And trying to explain euthanasia to a toddler. Yes. Yes. I'm okay. All I, I did a good job. Okay. All in one podcast. Yes. All I in know. one podcast. See, we're your one stop shop. Thanks for listening. <laughs> ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.